Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. We're here and Christmas has happened and sometimes it feels like we've had Christmas and we wonder what difference did it make. What was the point of all of it? If we did it, it's done, we're on Boxing Day now. What's the point? What else is happening? What else is going on? What was it all about? And I know we talked about well, what is it all about. And it's about Jesus. We know that. But sometimes we're left in this place where we say, okay, so we know it's not about the presence. We know it's about Jesus. We know it's not about uh, the snow and the Christmas carols. We know it's about something bigger, but we still get to Boxing Day and wonder, has that made a difference in my life? Is that having an effect? If, If Jesus is really the point, then what is... What makes Jesus so special? But we've just spent this entire season focusing on Jesus. What, what really makes Jesus special? I mean, why did we celebrate His coming? Well, I, in the book of John, in, in the Gospel of John, um, so in the New Testament there are four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John's that last one in the New Testament. It, it's not the last book in the New Testament, but it's the last of the Gospels in the New Testament. And in chapter 20 of John's Gospel, we, he gives us two verses. At the very end of that chapter, uh, verses 30 and 31, it says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, not recorded in his Gospel. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name. Let me go through that again. So all the stories, all the miracles, everything that's in this gospel, John put in here saying that even though Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of His disciples, which are not recorded in this book, These ones are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Savior, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name. See, Jesus is so special, and we need to pay attention to Jesus because He has life for you. Jesus is so important around Christmas. We celebrate His coming Because he was the fulfillment of this promise that God was going to come. We know that Jesus was born into poverty. That he was born into threat. We know that he was the son of God. John says that right there in that verse. That he is the son of God. That he lived without sin. That even though he was tempted in all the ways that we were tempted and have been tempted and will be tempted. All those carnal pieces, all those those broken pieces inside of us. He was tempted in those root ways, and yet he did not sin. We know that he rose from the dead, that after he was crucified, he was murdered. He rose again from the dead and did not die again. 
We know that he is the rightful king of kings, that he is the master of all, that he is over every government, over every prime minister, over every president, over every every uh, every royal person. He is over them, that he has a right to this world. He has a right to the governments, that he has created the universe, that he is also the expression, the word of God, and that through him all things were created. We know that he is God and that he is also fully man. We know that he has the power to forgive sins, that he has the power to heal, that he has power to cast out demons, that he came for you, that he came for the sinner, that he is the only Savior, the only one that is capable of saving, the only one of giving, capable of giving eternal life, the only one that came to save you. And John tells these stories that reveal these things. And Matthew and Mark and Luke tell these stories. And we get other glimpses throughout the, the New Testament. There's this one moment where Jesus is, is in a crowd of people and he's in a house and there's this, this man who, who can't walk. His legs don't work. And he asked Jesus to, to heal him, and Jesus says, I'll, I'll do you one better. I'm going to forgive your sins. And this was unheard of. This was like, no, one, no one's capable of forgiving sins. Like, the, like, God only can do that. And so this was Jesus saying, hey, I've got the power of God. I am God. I can do these things. And then he says, I just approve that I have that capability, because it's, it is way easier to say your sins are forgiven uh, than it is to actually do a physical miracle. Like just words are easy, but to actually have proof, like that that's massive. And so he says, just just to show that I'm not just saying things, I want you to see this. And he, and he tells the man to get up, and he gets up, and after not being able to walk, he is actually healed and able to walk. There's another story where Jesus interacts with a man who is possessed, and not possessed with just one demon, but he has... Like a legion of demons in him. And that could have been a thousand demons. And people were avoiding this guy because he was he was cutting himself and he was hurting himself. And they would try to put him in chains and he would break the chains. And he just had these... He was just a, this, this incredible danger to himself and to others. And so he was kind of... I think he was living in a graveyard or, or something, and he was—he was just this incredible danger to him and himself and everyone else because of these demons that tormented him. And nobody was able to do anything. Nobody wanted anything to do with him. And Jesus saw this guy who was tormented, who was who was tormented by these demons, and he went and he he commanded the demons to leave. And the demons left, and this man was instantly freed from those demons so much so that he he immediately went and he and he got dressed and he went to jesus and said i want to follow you and jesus said no i've got some other work for you i don't want you to come and follow me physically i want you to follow my ways and i want you to tell all the people around here about what has happened there's another story where jesus is talking again to a big crowd of people and uh, there's just, there's thousands of people there. And uh, they run out of food. 
they're there. Um, they've been listening to Jesus all day, and there's no food. And the disciples come to Jesus and say, Jesus, like, these people, are they're hungry. We've got to send them away so they can go to find food somewhere. And Jesus says, no, you feed them. And they're like, what? We don't have food for thousands of people. And so somebody brings up uh, a small basket with a couple fish and a few loaves of bread, like nothing much. Not, like you might be able to feed uh, two, three people, um, not thousands. And Jesus prays for it. And then he says, just hand it out. He breaks it apart and he says, just start handing it out. And they hand it out 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 until everybody is fed. Thousands of people are fed. And there's stuff left over. See, Jesus is this. Jesus is this person. He is the Son of God. He is the rightful King, that cares. Who has power? Who wants to forgive? Who wants to heal? Who wants to free? Who wants to provide? And we need to pay attention to Jesus because He has a life. He does those things to provide life for us. He has life for you. See, Jesus wants to offer you forgiveness. All those things that, you, that you've done wrong, and those sins, those intentional acts of, of, of hate and hurt, that bitterness and that gossip and that, and that betrayal, all of that. He wants to forgive. All those moments that you've just done something wrong and realized it later, all those mistakes you've made, all those intentional wrong actions, all of it, he wants to see those things and he wants to forgive it. And not only does he just want to forgive it, but he wants to remove you from it to the place where you don't have to carry the burden of it anymore and your life from now on doesn't have to be determined by your past, that you can have a future and you can have a present that isn't burdened and determined by your past. Jesus wants to give you eternal life, that he wants to start that now. He wants to start healing your broken parts. He wants to start healing your body. He wants to start healing your soul. He wants to start healing your mind. He starts healing your emotions. He wants to start healing your relationships. He wants to start bringing life to you right now, but then he wants to continue it on into beyond death, that you don't have to fear death because it is not the end. Yes, death is not a good thing. Absolutely. It is not a good thing. But we know that in Jesus we can defeat death. And that death doesn't have the final word. Death does not have the final word with Jesus. And he wants to give you life. He wants to bring you back to life after death. Eternal life. Jesus wants to give you freedom from sin and oppression. Freedom from those demons that haunt you. Whether it's your past, or your anxiety, or your fear, or your addiction, or this just this reoccurring sin over and over, or pride, or hatefulness, or rudeness, or or betrayal, or uh, any sort of immorality that we have in our lives, and we fight and find that we we can't fight, we can't beat. He wants to give us freedom from those things. He wants to change us from the inside out and actually make those things unappealing. 
He wants to make those things so that the temptation losing it loses its taste. He wants to give us freedom and the power to be able to say no to those things and yes to the right things and to say, no, I'm not going to be greedy now. I'm going to be generous. No, I'm not going to walk down that path of sexual immorality. I'm going to walk down this path of purity. No, I'm not going to allow anyone or anything else to determine my self-value other than Jesus. I'm not going to build my self-worth on my reputation or what people think of my looks or, or how how much I achieve, but it's going to be based on what Jesus says and who he says I am, and I'm going to go where he goes. And he wants to give us the freedom to not be bound by those burdens, not be bound by those addictions, bound by those fears. He wants to give you love that you don't have to earn. Jesus came to fight for us, to die for us and rise again and make a way for us before we did anything to deserve it. Actually, we still haven't done anything to deserve it. We still mess up far too much to deserve what He has done and what He is doing. And He loves us because He has chosen to love us and we don't have to earn it. And He's looking at you and He says, I love you, you're precious to me, you're valuable to me, you don't have to do anything to be valuable to me. I came to make a way. I took the first step because I saw you and I cared about you. And He loves you. He wants you to know that you are desired. And He desperately wants He desperately wants to have a relationship with you. To give you these good things. For you to pay attention to Him so He can give you life. He wants to recreate us from the inside out and, and fix all those broken things, all those uh, twisted things, all those messed up things. And He wants to make us who we were intended to be, unique, special, special gifts, special personality, special talent, special ways of thinking, all those pieces that are corrupted by sin and hurt and pain. He wants to fix those and give us full life to recreate us. See, that's, that's why Christmas has, is so important. That's why we focus on Him coming. That's why we celebrate this moment of Him coming. Jesus is so special because He has life for you. And if you want that life then you need to follow Him, you need to worship Him, and you need to embrace the life that He has for you. Spend some time today in just that worship. Uh, and Worship isn't just song, but it's, it's how you spend your life. It's in giving, it's in, it's in how much time you think about Him, it's in giving Him the worth and saying and using your words and your actions to show how much He's worth to you. But spend some time in one, one option is to spend some time today have that worship music playing and remember how good he is and give him that praise. He wants you to follow him, to take those steps and say, you know what? I'm going to decide today that I'm going to follow Jesus, that he's going to be my savior, he's going to be my king, and I'm going to go wherever it is he goes, and I'm going to depend on him to change me and to save me and to fix these things, and I'm going to depend on him for forgiveness and freedom. I'm going to go wherever it is that he goes. And he calls me to go. 
and you walk his path and you end up where he's going. If you don't walk his path, you don't go where he's going. You don't get what he has achieved. You've got to follow him. You've got to walk down his path. It's like following a map. If you don't follow the directions, you don't get to the destination. If you want the destination, if you want the life, you've got to follow Jesus there. So maybe whether you haven't decided to do that before, or this is maybe this is your first time, or maybe you decided a long time ago, but you, you've kind of gotten off, off the path, and you need this reminder, you got to follow Jesus. And when you follow him, you start getting the stuff that he's got. You get his life. And he starts calling you to take hard steps, steps of obedience, steps of change. And he starts offering you these good things. And they are good things. Some of them are hard, some of them are painful. Some of them are way bigger than us. It's not just about a happy life here. There's way bigger than us. Part of this life is not realizing it's not ultimately about us. But when he starts calling you into those things, embrace the life of Christ. Embrace what he has for you. And follow him. This Boxing Day, we've had Christmas. He's come. Remember that we have paid attention to Jesus because he has life for us. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.